Don Mockholtz, and you are listening to Looking Up with Don. This is the Looking Up with Don podcast, episode number 99 for the week of November 24th, 2021. The related website for this podcast is donmacholtz.com. That is spelled D-O-N-M-A-C-H-H-O-L-Z.com. Two H's. What's up in the sky this week? As our week begins on Wednesday, November 24th, the moon is about 75% full and in the morning sky. It rises about three hours after sunset, giving us some dark sky in the evenings. By next Tuesday, November 30th, the moon will be only 20% full, a thin crescent, allowing us to get good views of objects in the morning sky, too. The lunar eclipse last week went off as expected, and those with clear skies saw an awesome eclipse. The next lunar eclipse is next May, that is May 15th and 16th, Sunday, Monday, in 2022. North and South America is favored, and for many of us, it will occur during the evening hours, not early in the morning, and it will be a total lunar eclipse. More about that then. We have a total solar eclipse coming up on Saturday, December 4th. This will be visible from Antarctica with the area of Antarctica closest to South America having the actual total phase. The rest of Antarctica and parts of South Africa will see a partial solar eclipse. This Antarctica solar eclipse on December 4th, if you intend to see it, you should be heading out the door about now. We still have Venus, Saturn, and Jupiter, along with Uranus and Neptune in our evening sky. This is a good week for observing major planets. And believe it or not, the planet changing the most is the planet Venus, as it moves closer to us and eventually between us and the Sun. It is presently more than 35 arc seconds in size and growing. The phase is changing too, and soon you'll see a slender crescent. Now is about your last chance to see if you can see a shadow cast by the planet Venus. Will you be able to see the International Space Station this week, which for our purposes begins Wednesday, November 24th through Tuesday, November 30th? It depends upon where you are located. This week we have four zones. All you need to know is your latitude. North of 63 degrees north, no International Space Station this week. You guys almost never get to see it. The second zone that will not see it this coming week is from 15 degrees south to 35 degrees north. So for much of the southern United States, Mexico, Central America, India, North Africa, not this week. 
Of the final two zones, one will see it in their evening sky and one in their morning sky. Do you want to guess who gets what? Time's up. From 35 to 63 degrees north this week, the ISS will be in your evening sky. All areas will see it for the whole week. And from 55 to 15 degrees south, this is in the southern hemisphere, it will be in your morning sky. The north part of this zone up near minus 15 to about minus 30 degrees, it will be in your morning sky for the first part of the week only. South of 35 degrees south, you will see it during the last part of the week. In a narrow zone between minus 30 and minus 35 degrees, the ISS will be in your morning sky for the whole week. To determine where it will be visible to you, go to the website heavens-above.com, enter your location, then click on ISS. To prepare for Comet Leonard in mid-December, start now looking for a site with a low horizon due east. You will need that on December 10th, 11th, and 12th as a comet races into our morning pre-dawn twilight sky. Those in the northern hemisphere are favored for these views, and that will be until about December 17th. Then the declination of the comet headed south matches the declination of the sun, and from then on, December 17th, the southern hemisphere is favored with a better view. On December 12th, the comet passes north of the sun, entering our evening sky. That evening, December 12th, the comet will be in your western sky after sunset, just north of the equator and headed south. Those with a low horizon due west will see the comet on the 12th, and the further north you live, the better your chances. Two days later, the comet may surge in brightness as it gets more between us and the sun. This is causing something known as forward scattering. This is when it will be in the evening sky, low in the sky, not far from M16. In the following days, the comet climbs higher in the sky. This upward trend slows, and the comet then, as seen from nor mid-northern latitudes, gets lower in the sky each evening. Those living in the mid-northern latitudes will have their last good view of the comet during the first week of January, when it will be in the southwestern sky during evening twilight. On the evening of December 2nd, 3rd, that's not this week, but next week, Comet Leonard passes just north of the globular cluster M3 in the morning sky. By then, the moon will be finally out of the sky, and this will be a good photo opportunity, as they will each be about the same brightness. The eastern hemisphere of the Earth is favored for this, because as seen from the western hemisphere, the comet will be just above M3 on December 2nd and just below M3 on December 3rd. The comets visible this week are plotted on Podcast 99 Maps 1 and 2, this week's maps. 
Two additional maps have more detail on three of the brightest comets visible this week. Podcast 99 Map 3 is for Comet Leonard, magnitude 8, and brightening. It is in the morning sky. Podcast 99 Map 4 shows two more comets, both now about magnitude 9.5 to 10, so they are visible in small telescopes. They are comets C-2019-L3 Atlas, which is far away, three times farther from us, as is the Sun. Also on this map is Comet 67P, Churyumov-Giosimanko, which is only about 45 million miles away from us, half the distance to the Sun. For a more detailed real-time positions and maps, Go to heavens-above.com and click on Comets. This week, we look at an asteroid reclassified as a dwarf planet. Actually, it was the first asteroid discovered, found on January 1st, 1801, by Giuseppe Piazzi in Sicily, Italy. When found, it was considered to be a planet, orbiting the Sun between Mars and Jupiter. In the 1850s, as similar but smaller objects were found in the same area, it was reclassified as an asteroid. Finally, in 2006, it was reclassified as a dwarf planet. So, it has been a planet, an asteroid, and a dwarf planet. And in 2014, a new discovery was made about this object. Ceres has a thin atmosphere of water vapor, so maybe someday it will be reclassified as a comet. Ceres, spelled C-E-R-E-S, is 580 miles in diameter. That's 940 kilometers. It orbits the sun in a near-circular orbit every 4.6 years. In 2015, the spacecraft Dawn visited Ceres and provided high-resolution photos. Every 15 months or so, the Earth gets between the Sun and Ceres and it comes to opposition. At opposition, which occurs November 27th, we are closest to it as we get all year. It rises when the sun sets and sets when the sun rises, and it is up all night. Presently, Sirius is magnitude 7.2 and slowly moving among the stars of the constellation Taurus through a large open star cluster known as the Hyades. You can use Podcast 99 Map 5 to find the object Ceres in your sky, and it will be up all night in the northern sky. A small telescope should easily show it. It's also bright enough that you should be able to pick it up in a pair of binoculars. To recap the podcast, what's up this coming week? The dwarf planet comes to opposition and is easily visible in the open star cluster, the Hyades. And three comets are now visible in the morning sky. Also, don't forget to pick up Venus in the evening sky. You have been listening to Looking Up with Don, 
podcast episode number 99 for November 24th, 2021. I'm Don Mockles. Once again, the related website for this podcast is donmockles.com. That is spelled D-O-N-M-A-C-H-H-O-L-Z dot com. You can contact me at donthestronomer at gmail.com. Once again, that is donthestronomer at gmail.com. God willing and pod willing, I'll be back next week for another episode of Looking Up with Don. We will discuss what's up in the sky. We'll continue tracking Comet Leonard through the morning sky as it heads towards the sun. And I'll be making an announcement about a book I have for sale. If you'd like to uh, buy one of my books. All that and more. Thank you for listening. See the sky this week. I'll see you next week.